We didn't come up with an intro skit, so we could just do that. Oh, later on that's right. Yeah, we'll figure Probably it out. Probably like, whoa, is that an ocean? Holy that's moly! Crazy. That's over the reef. Nah, you can't. Do that. You can't go <laughs> over the reef, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond the reef. <laughs> How many times I gotta tell you? I don't reef it. Um, Perhaps I'll let it go. No, no. Perhaps I, I can go <laughs> the distance. Wow. <laughs> Are you going for speed? No, that's not right. It's not a cake song? No. It, oh, is, okay. it, it, yeah. it is a cake song. It is we a cake song. Go the Distance though. is the same song as How Far I'll Go, but from Hunky Lee. Really? It's oh. the same song, but it's Hercules' version. Interesting. And the most important thing to remember is that a chicken that seems like the agent of chaos is actually a your good luck charm. That's right. Yeah. And beloved Juilliard trained actor Alan Tudyk. <laughs> That's true. But what do we do when we overpopulate? A uh, coconut? Coconut. We... <laughs> what do I do if I don't want to be chief? Coconut? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand this not being chief. <laughs> it's a it's a title of power and bondage. <laughs> yes. Hello, fantasy fans, and welcome to Swords and Satire, the podcast where we turn low fantasy into high art. I'm your dungeon manager, Jamie Mulkel, here with my trickstery co-hosts. Oh, boy. I'm Chelsea Hollowell. I am an earth elemental with a crusty exterior. And, and a crusty interior? And a, a sweet... <laughs> Gushy center. I don't fucking know. Chewy center. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. (laughs) That's what I'm going for. That's amazing. (laughs) That's cool. I'm Jack Olander, a human elemental with flesh on the outside. And I, God, I hope I don't have a chewy inside. (laughs) You probably have a skeleton on the inside. Oh, oh, oh no. (laughs) Spooky skeleton. Sorry, didn't mean to scare you with that. Awesome. Well, guys, we're not alone here in the black void of podcasting like we usually are because we have a special guest. That's right. Hey there, I am Mickey Marin, a random villager who just opens coconuts with their bare hands. Yeah. Yes. That requires a very particular constellation of upper arm and lower arm strength, I'm sure. And finger oh, strength. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the lowest part of the arm. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Technically, they're your phalanges, Jimmy. <laughs> I like to call them my lowerest arms. <laughs> I see. You see some mini I- arms at the end of your arm. Yes. Oh, you're like the demon from Seven Sins. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, guys, you were telling me a little rumor recently uh, that besides being one of our favorite people, Mickey is also our very first patron. It's true. Wow. It's true. I saw your podcast and I had to know more. I had to know all those behind behind the scenes things. Like, are we rewriting history? Are there sequels? Tell me everything. Nice. And if you want to be really, really cool like Mickey is, you can head to patreon.com slash swords and satire 
and sign up to send us a little something something every month and in return you get a little something something in the form of bonus episodes voting on a movie we watch or if you're in the producer tier like mickey is you can just choose a movie that we'll watch and record together like this one oh yeah. moana oh my god <laughs> right I forgot that I did that. <laughs> it's a good thing I've seen Moana a hundred times because kids. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Legit. But so, uh, I mean, there's a little spoiler for you. Today, we're going to be talking about Moana. A, let me see, Disney? Is that how you say this mm, film? Mm-hmm, From mm-hmm. 2016? Disney. Disney. <laughs> it's classier that way. Disney. <laughs> Rhymes with dismay, so you know how we're going with yeah. this. True. Oh man. Yeah. Now, if you're not a parent like Mickey, you maybe haven't seen the movie a hundred times, and you need a little summary to remind you what goes on in this thing. So I think Chelsea has that ready to go. Oh, yeah. Here we go. So there's a young person named Moana. Um, Could you introduce the island first? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Moana of Motunui, right? Very nice. And she needs to get Maui to go on her canoe so they can go to Tafiti to <laughs> restore the stolen heart, which Maui stole himself. I mean, how can you not? He was in a uh, <laughs> problematic relationship with humanity and wanted to keep stealing stuff for them. <laughs> I, I can't really uh, say anything, though, because the rock stole my heart years ago. Yeah, it's true. And he's never given it back. Oh, God. But before we talk too much about Moana's story, Mickey wanted to give us a little taste of the what happens in the beginning. A framing mechanism. Grandma Tala is telling the story of Maui and yes. how Maui goes and steals the heart to this group of like seven kids. And they've got like the sort of like drawing paper cutout looking animation around yes. some of that. Um, <laughs> but she tells this story. And at that point in the movie, Maui is voiced by Alan Tudyk. Oh, I didn't notice. The noises that Maui makes, like, like that's all him. What? Ridiculous. So <laughs> Maui's busy transforming into smaller and smaller creatures. He gets the heart. He takes it. Tafiti transforms into Taka, which you don't quite get. But if you pay really close attention, it's kind of obvious. Okay. Yeah, I should have known what the, um, you know, the Tay part right. <laughs> would have well, at least been a little so clue. So originally, Taka was called Tepo, but, like, we can delve into that delvier oh. delve time. There's She's a some cop. really cool <laughs> stuff. Um, Boo. That's so wrong. <laughs> Defend the police. Um, <laughs> so the kids are all screaming because of this horrible story of how the Teka is bringing a blight to, and it's destroying island after island. And it's destroying their coconuts, man. That's correct. Yeah. My nuts. <laughs> <laughs> And so all the other kids are screaming and Moana is like wrapped and she's like, fuck, yeah, this story's amazing. I love this story. And then, you know, Chief Toy comes in and is like, "Okay, no monsters. And all the window shades come down and it's all monsters. Yes, I love that. They're like losing their fucking minds. And then Moana's like, oh, the ocean. And she goes and like plays with the ocean. The ocean gives her the heart of Tefiti, which is the pronoun of the spiral, which is basically the one that is a representative of the New Zealand silver fern and means the symbol of creation. It's a fluid circular shape. And it's that's that's kind of like what that's about. I have one that I usually wear, but it's a bone one. Yeah, super cool. 
So Maui's kind of like a trickster. He won't come with her at first. Uh, he keeps trying to get rid of her. Eventually, she convinces him to come with her by saying that he's not really the hero he wants to be anymore. And if he wants to restore his hero status, he better help her out. Previously, he was content to have his life partnership with his sentient tattoos. It's true. <laughs> that was all he had for about a thousand years. So. Yeah. True. Oh boy, I, those they, tattoos have seen some shit. Are they sentient or is he just insane after a thousand years by himself? They can be the, both and oh, the same. Those, okay. Had, the tattoos are hand drawn, so. Right. Yes. No, he says he they just appear on his they body. Do. No, no, no. They're, they're animated. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Ah. Yes. <laughs> so the ocean is also a sentient being and helps Moana out. And she's actually been chosen by the ocean to help restore the heart of creation. They eventually make it to Tafiti um, and have to battle the earth elemental Taka. And they have like a minor defeat. Moana has a crisis. Now we have the dark night of the soul, like you got to do in movies. I actually think he has a case of the patriarchies. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably true too. Moana's grandmother, grandma. Tala. Grandma, grandma. Tala. Tala. <laughs> comes Tala. in we spirit all? form to help bolster Moana's sense of empowerment. She gets the heart back. It's a little stone, by the way. Cool mm. green stone with a spiral in it. Yeah. Right. It's, a, it's a ponamu. <laughs> okay. Specifically. Ooh. We'll find out what that means in a moment. And then Moana figures out how to outsmart Taka and get past them. Partly involves kicking their ass. <laughs> Cutting her hands off repeatedly. Well, yeah, because Maui comes back to help her out. He has to restore his honor. So he helps Moana get past Taka. She gets to the top of the island, realizes that Tafiti is sinking into the ocean, and that Taka is actually Tafiti all hurt and... In uh, rage form. Yeah. <laughs> So she asks the ocean to help Taka get to her. They meet up. They touch foreheads. And then Moana is able to restore her heart. And she returns to a beautiful earth goddess that's all green. <laughs> I, I just realized that Taka and Tafiti really are like a less evil version of Akash Buta from the yeah. board game Sentinels Absolutely. of the Multiverse. <laughs> no, I always yeah. think about Tafiti when we play Akash Buta. I'm like, oh. And it's a symbol for... Our wounds do not define us. And yes. Moana even says something like that to yeah. Tafiti mm -hmm. at the end. Um, and, um, that's right. Then they restore the heart of creation. Darkness stops spreading throughout the world. And Moana returns home to her people. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, on that note, I think we can probably head into the delve. <laughs> Welcome to the Delve, where we venture deep into the themes, scenes, and lore of Moana. Now, guys, you may think I say this in every Disney movie. Oh, God. But <laughs> can it not be said that Moana is literally a Kingdom Hearts because Taka is actually Tafiti without a heart, therefore heartless. Oh, boy. Which by the transitive property means that 
Maui is a Keyblade Master, and his fishing hook or <laughs> his hook a is a Keyblade. I it love is. what I'm hearing. He can <laughs> even resummon it once he loses it. Once it's destroyed at the end of the movie, he has it back in full form. Much well, like a keyblade. It's only because Tefiti makes him a full-on new one. Yeah. So this is a prequel to Kingdom Hearts, is what you're saying. Mm. He, yes. It's, he's this a, is the long, like, this is the Knights of the Old Republic of Kingdom Hearts. Yes. He's a typical <laughs> trickster being. Like, he causes all this chaos, but he apologizes and he's forgiven at the end. Yeah, <laughs> no, and, and everybody ends up... version, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Everybody ends up better for his tricks, just like Loki in every single myth. Yeah. Every single one of them. All of them. Think about it. Mm -hmm. Think about it, Balder. You gotta think about how many people died because of the curse. I know. That's fair. The only island we see populated is Mata Nui. The curse has been spreading for a thousand years. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time. So many humans are gone. Famine is a very serious killer of people throughout history, I'm told. Oh, true. But... With Maui, <laughs> what really happened to him in the myth? Oh, in the myth, that's right. I've been building this up, right? Yeah. <laughs> so my favorite part of the Maui myth, uh, this is just from what I remember, right? And I only heard one version of the Maui myth, okay. right? So just bear that in mind. Yeah. But uh, from what I remember, Maui is a demigod whose father was one of the lords of the underworld. Cool. Right? Yes. And because of that, he was born, like, disfigured. Uh, His face and body were sort of strangely shaped and unattractive, is how it was described. Okay. And he grew up in the underworld and was nervous about socializing because of his appearance. And he knew that he had a large human family he had never met. Oh. And he was lonely. He's like, oh, I love my dad, but I would like to meet the rest of my family. And so his dad sends him up to the island where his human mother and cousins and siblings all live. And he's really nervous because he's looks abnormal. But uh, they immediately greet him with open arms and they love him. Oh, nice. You know it's a myth because the humans are good. Right. (laughs) Well, uh, communal living, I suppose compassion and so he is so right make believe he's so touched by being accepted that he starts you know uh bonding with them he starts doing all these divine acts for them like pulling islands out of the ocean wrangling the sun all this stuff that he quotes that he does in the movie yeah but then uh He's like, you know what sucks about humans? They die. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that is really one of the things I it's like the least about bar. us. Absolutely. And so he's like, let's fix that. <laughs> and so there are multiple Polynesian goddess or gods of death. Okay. And one of them cool. is this like scary ass mermaid goddess, right? <laughs> all right. And she's very large. And he's like, okay. And he goes to all his siblings. He's like, uh, now here's what I'm going to do. Her skin is impenetrable, so she cannot be killed. And her mouth is full of razor-sharp spikes, and if I crawl in her mouth, she's just going to kill me. But her vagina, (laughs) I can crawl up in there and kill her heart. However, it is also full of spikes. But I think I can get in there. But (laughs) don't laugh, or else she will wake up and impale me with her vaginal spikes, and I will die. Vagina didn't die. Yes. 
And so they start. Well, we already up. talked about the patriarchy. They start so cracking up a little bit, and he's like, "Yeah, that that what you're doing right there? Don't do that. I will die." And like, "Yeah, okay, bro." And so <laughs> oh he brings them all along. Mickey looks horrified. <laughs> <laughs> he brings them all along to witness this. He crawls inside her vagina. And they instantly laugh, and he gets impaled oh and murdered, God. and that's how he dies. In the myth. It's the Got best, best part. <laughs> wow! Naturally, it's not in the Disney movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they really should have kept. They should have kept it authentic. I think. He he probably should have seen that one coming a little uh, bit. I love how he's like, siblings, don't laugh or I will die. They instantly laugh. And he's like, no, don't do it. <laughs> that thing you did right there? Uh-uh. That should have been a red flag, right? Yeah. And don't do it at all, right? Oh, and see, they could have had the scene in the movie and gotten The Rock's real life cousin, Roman Reigns, to be one of the ones to laugh. There's another cousin yeah. who was in um, Buffy. He was the muscle dude. Oh, man. And I'm not remembering his name. Oh, terrible. I mean, The Rock has a, a about a cousins. thousand cousins. I yeah. Know. Uh, his, I think his uncles were some of the uh, classic wrestlers with Samoans. Yeah. But so, they have a big family. But so they changed this for the movie a little bit. <laughs> the slight alteration <laughs> to the story. Yeah. <laughs> Way less vaginal spike. Yeah. <laughs> like approximately 100% less. Oh, it's, ten, yeah. it's 10 away read. That's what it was. Nice. Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> my brain was just having a minute. We're gonna uh, be fine. That's insanely dark. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I love that he's killed because his family cannot not laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's very siblings. Yeah, yes. true. But they kept Oh, you died. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. They kept the whole patriarchal stealing something from a, you know, a benevolent female goddess, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Her uh, heart. Oh. Imagine being that poor oceanic goddess where you're just like, you hear someone laughing and you wake up and suddenly you've killed someone in your vagina. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. Just, that's a solid bummer. That's yeah. traumatizing. That's traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Trauma you right hate there. to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a vagina or a cloaca? So, what? no, mermaid fish. I don't right. know. That's I don't the anatomy. Know. I'm not sure. Yeah. You know? We should watch the documentary about this, The Lighthouse. That's right. <laughs> to reference it. Glad they made that. Yeah. <laughs> Super duper. <laughs> I tried to bring it back to our discussion about the movie. But and I made sure that that was not going to happen. <laughs> but so Maui of the movie, right? We've got an interesting character. First off, played by... I, they said Dwayne Johnson. I don't know who that is, but The Rock played yeah. Maui. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's And he mold, stole a so. rock. Yeah. And he stole That's a rock. Rock stole a rock. That's very meta. That's no, so yeah, one of the reasons they chose him was because he is Samoan. Okay. They really went out of their way to make sure that they did their due diligence in having Polynesian folks do voices and singing as much as possible. I thought it was really cool in the credits. There was a lot of cultural consultants. And as oh, an yeah. anthropologist, I was very pleased to see that they actually went out of their way to yeah. make this movie at least as accurate as you can. Yes. You know, while still being a film. Yeah. I was happy about that, too. I mean, there were some things about it, like... I'm not, I wasn't sure how far they went with that research or if they just wanted to 
have a particular narrative or joke with, especially with the thank you or your welcome song that he sings. Oh, it's so good though. Mm-hmm. But he talks about people worshiping him. And from what I was reading, the little bit that I read, like it took me a few minutes to find this. So I don't know what they did, but like. Uh, they probably did slightly more. They were getting paid. Well, yeah. Well, but I found an inconsistency in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. So what I found was that he wasn't typically worshipped as a god, but there's a line about people worshipping him in the movie. I don't know. No, yeah. I feel like Maui probably, they made it in Maui's character to say that shit. Because yeah. Because he he's kind of really a narcissist. Yeah. A bit. Well, and that's the thing, yeah. right? Like, he, Maui has been trapped for a thousand years. He's like, oh, you're a human. Humans love me. Right. And Moana's it's, like, no, fuck no. you. Yes. <laughs> like no, because Tala, Grandma Tala's like, Maui is to blame. Like, she yeah. does yeah. not like him. And they're like they're just like they just know that they have to kind of get him to do the thing, or yeah. they think they do. They kind of didn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> if we're gonna be perfectly honest, but the reason they came to this <laughs> and now um, he was there to too. this mythology was yeah. that Clements and Musker were like one of them. Um, I think was reading na- like the native Polynesian mythology and like saw you know that they'd stopped voyaging about two thousand years ago for some reason they didn't know why and so like he was reading their mythology he saw that they stopped voyaging and he was like let's go there and so he sent folks they sent folks to the islands of i think fiji and the samoan island like they went they went there and they got cultural consultants from there um the musician that they got to compose most of the songs opataya foy uh, his band Tevaka did the Tokelauan songs, and he had had actually more verses in Samoan and Tokelauan for We Know the Way, which yeah. was kind of like the he wrote that song before they ever made the movie and before they ever told him what it was about. Seriously, oh, wow. absolutely, because they ordered all of the Tevaka wow. CDs. Wow, from huh. their website, and he and like he was like, Mah. you know, and like <laughs> they consulted him and asked him, it's like, hey, tell me about this, tell me about that, and he was like, well, you know, would you consider writing songs for a movie set in Polynesian Islands? And he was like, yeah. He wrote We Know the Way really early on. Wow. And nice. Cool. Yeah, Lin-Manuel Miranda worked with him on it. Yeah. And they said, he said that they worked together really well because they were both kind of like fast thinking, like fast producing dudes who just sort of write their shit real fast get it done fun creation stuff which is really right. cool yeah and um nice you know tokelauan and samoan are really closely related so folks who understand samoan and oh obatai foy said also that he talked to the rock in samoan and like the rock samoan was like a little bit dusty but <laughs> still able to communicate nice. that's really, cool. really cool that is cool so but anybody who understands Samoan can understand tokelauan pretty much because they're so closely related ah. so that's Really neat. They did yeah. translate the movie into Maori, Samoan, and right. Hawaiian. Oh, um, some of those were not available for public consumption. I think the Maori one was released into theaters. And my favorite bit about the Maori translation is that you're not allowed to make fun of the ocean. Right. right. So that part where she says "fish pee on you all day," they weren't allowed to do that. Whoa. They weren't allowed to translate that because that's being mean to the ocean and you're right. not allowed to do that shit. Okay, because that is a very funny line in English. <laughs> so good. And yeah, so it's something else like they have, because they didn't change the animation. They just right. had the ocean kind of like, they have a little playful exchange with Moana at that time. Okay. But they translated it totally differently. Yeah. So yeah, because you have to have respect for the ocean. You're not allowed to insult the ocean. It's a huh? god. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. The ocean is a deity, sir. And that's really wild. 
That's why yeah. we don't make fun of Nick Cage on this podcast. Yes, exactly not. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so yeah, and then um, the other fun thing that I learned was that Tikka was initially called Tepo, which was a different, slightly different deity. Okay. Um, yeah, there are some melding and some changes, right? Because yes. Moana is an ocean goddess in the myth, right? Yeah. And in this film, she is more of a yes. human teenager. You know what <laughs> Moana is? Moana is an Italian pornography actress. Oh. So Moana Pozzi is a real person. So wow. they released it under a couple different names in Europe. One, because there was a trademark difference in Germany. Vienna, of course. And then in, Ital- in Italian, it was Oceana. Oh, yep. <laughs> and there I wasn't enough references right. to cheese for the French, so Clearly they had to. Not. I don't know what they did. <laughs> <laughs> they had just released Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> they just redid that one again. Yeah, nice. Ratatouille on it. the ocean. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> rats on boats, like that's not happened before. No, no it boats. On, no it boats fits. for rats. No All right. So since we're talking about rats on boats, I want to. <laughs> Pivot and talk about the Kakamura. Oh hell yeah, the Kakamura! Uh, yeah. I the, thought the coconut man. Oh, I yeah. guess I was so stoked for you guys to see that because you're oh, such big man. fans of Fury Road. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's exactly what Jack said. I was I like, loved it. I was like, yeah, this is what would happen if they made a sequel to Waterworld today. I, I was also thinking of Waterworld. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like one of Matias's favorite movies. He keeps watching it for some reason. It, oh, we swim. have to cover it on the show. If I'm not mistaken. Waterworld has a poop hole. <laughs> it's literally a swords and satire movie. You're right. If I'm not mistaken, Waterworld is on our poll this month. So I absolutely love Kakamura. The Kakamura. So cool. So creative. <laughs> They're adorable. And yes. I love how they change their own expressions by drawing new facial expressions on their coconuts. Yeah. And how we never actually see what they look like inside their nut armor. What do you yep. mean? That is them. That is them. <laughs> that is them. Yep. And that works too. I figured they were like um, hermit crabs who just got a new coconut every time they got bigger. Maybe. <laughs> they yeah. never cared who I was before I nut. Before I put oh, on the no. nut. <laughs> I put why is, on the shell. Why is that Kakamura putting on Joker makeup? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the Kakamura shell... It's like the shell of Taka when she's injured, too. Yes, Drawing a strange parallel there. <laughs> I, I like these, um, for lack of a better word, creatures for uh, you know a few reasons, besides the scene being great, but also the fact that coconuts are such an important part of Moana's culture and like the food source. Yes. And these are like little coconut monsters. Little so it's, guys. it's this <laughs> creepy like bastardization right. of this central staple food for the people of the island, which is called Matanui. Matanui. Thank the you. place where the bionicles come from. Oh, Montanui, I mean, their whole, like, the consider the coconut, consider its leaves. Yeah. Part of the coconut, that's all we need. That's why. You know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, that's, it's true, though, because I've seen coconut rope. It's actually super strong. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, coconuts are freaking delicious. Yeah, yes. they yep. are. But, yeah, so having these little monster dudes who are coconuts is really creepy. I would think would probably terrify Moana, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. There's a scene where Moana gets onto the Kakamura vessel, one of the three parts of the Kakamura vessel, 
And uh, the coconuts all draw their weapons, and she's like, ah, coconuts with a bloodlust. <laughs> <laughs> right. And she's like, I know how to fight these. Well, she was oh, also God. like, they're so cute. No, her, <laughs> my favorite thing is like, it's like, they're kind of cute. They <laughs> are, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, this is like if a cheeseburger attacked me, so. And then the rock says, they'll kill you. <laughs> I mean, Maui. They're just gonna kill you. <laughs> they're yeah. just gonna kill you. But she, That's one of my favorite lines. She too. comes from a society <laughs> that... That, you know, every time she's like, I want to go to the ocean, they're like, coconut? Did you say coconut? <laughs> she knows how to crack this nut, you're saying. Yeah, she was, She gets to vent all her anger toward coconuts oh my God, at right? the Kakamora. Yes. Oh, boy. Racial hatred. Oh, wow. <laughs> I also think it's interesting that this important food staple is turned into a weapon after the scene, right before she leaves the island, when the coconuts are... Uh, there's like a disease going among the trees and the yes, coconuts are uh, diseased and going bad and mm-hmm. unable to be eaten. Yeah, yeah. And somehow you can just open them with your bare hands. Yeah. Like yeah. This, and the insides are charcoal, essentially. Yes. Well, the fibers are weakening. You don't want to mess with the people that can open a coconut with their bare hands. That's right. <laughs> I never do. <laughs> That's what a coconut diet will do for you. Just oh. that finger strength. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fish all day, apparently. That's really good for your biceps. That's yeah. right. A lot of omega-3s. That's right. And pork, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't tell Pua. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or do, and then watch his face crumble. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh, poor Pua. But they don't need a lot of chicken, it sounds like. No. But I do appreciate the scene of Alan Tudyk trying to convince Moana to eat Alan Tudyk. Yeah, <laughs> now, let us say properly, Juilliard-trained theatrical expert Alan Tudyk, who plays Hey Hey, the chicken. And villager number two. or Yeah, sure. But most importantly, yeah. he plays Hey Hey. And he prepared diligently for this role of... Balking and clucking. Yes. <laughs> Which is my favorite part of this movie. Hey <laughs> well, Hey is very interesting. And there are some um, yeah. readings of Hey Hey on how he represents like the people of the island. Oh, like, no. Oh, I love his, that. Like he's like a microcosm <laughs> yes. in and of himself. Oh, no. And like when he emerges from the hold of the canoe and which is also a uh, comical, I think. So, the mm. you know, he comes out and he sees all the water and he goes, like, yeah. he like, loses his fucking shit because yes. he knows they're out the in the island, open ocean, right? Yeah, yeah, if the people of the island saw that they were in the open ocean, they would lose their shit. And that, yeah. and like, and he eventually becomes one with the idea of voyaging and gets with it. And when he comes back to the island, he like tries to walk back into the water. Yeah. Yes. The ocean's like, no, 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 bro. Like, get on the land, you dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah my I love that reading. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, that's it's really cool. a cool one. I think it would be really disheartening if I was from Matanui and someone was like, your spirit animal is Hey Hey the Chicken. I'd be like, oh, oh no. Thank, <laughs> How thank, far thank. have I fallen? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> thank you. Hey Hey is just the unwashed proletariat masses. It's okay. <laughs> we are all Hey Hey. I love even though Maui has agreed to travel with Moana, that uh, he still keeps trying to fatten up hay <laughs> the whole time when you're him Oh, yeah. He's hungry. He yeah. hasn't had chicken in a thousand years. I don't think I could resist either. He's a canoe snack. That's true. Moana <laughs> canoe boat snack. snack. Boat snack. Yeah. Boat snack, yeah. <laughs> Moana never tells Maui 
that Hey Hey is like a friend or anything. Right. She does not establish his rank on the vessel. Well, no, but Maui immediately knows. No, you're the you know you're the princess. You've got an animal sidekick. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's yeah. right. And she's all nope, daughter of the chief. And he, you know, patriarchically makes fun of that, which now, is amazing. There's yeah. some gender politics there that I wanted to get into. I, I thought that those yeah. lines were really interesting. And yes. I figured you guys would have a lot to say about it, too. So let's talk a little bit about whether or not Moana is a Disney princess. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> gender, huh? <laughs> so yes and no. I mean, that's it's she did get accepted into the Disney princess system. Of course. So... Mm. But you know, my favorite thing—the Disney Princess Industrial Complex. Yeah, exactly. No, really. Like, yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, Wreck It um, Ralph plug. Oh, yes. that was such a good. Oh, the, my favorite scene because she does yes. sing meaningfully to water. Right. It's very. Yeah. Yes. It was a very important yeah. moment. She sang her song to the water, um, <laughs> and looked meaningfully at it. So clearly, Disney Princess Animal Sidekick. It yes. All, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Magic um, voice. But hashtag yeah. gender moment. Um, the word chief, like Tuai, yeah. Chief Tuai says, when you're a chief, chief is a non-gendered term. Right. Yes. Yeah. I love that at the beginning. Like, I just noticed that this time, like, I've seen, literally seen this movie a hundred times. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, still picking up new oh stuff. Oh my God, right? Like, wow, Disney. Um, <laughs> and also, Moana's parents are alive. So how does yes. she wow. actually be a princess? Good. I'm so glad you asked. Parents, you're right. right. So it's she like do something it's about very- that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, what? You're too good to be like Spider Man. <laughs> her grandma dies. Yes, now, and yes. Her grandma is kind of a mother figure. Yes, yeah. yeah. like it's Uncle weird ben. because like Cena doesn't seem super motherly. She's like, oh my little minnow, like I totally love you, except don't go in the ocean. And she they don't a, seem yeah. very close. No, no, they really don't. It's really weird to me. And I mean, she does kind of talk to her. It's like, well, your father had this whole thing with his best friend, who he couldn't save from the ocean because they thought about going around the reef. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all had a friend that we wanted to go around the reef yep. with, okay? I mean, it's clear that Moana and her parents love each other deeply and care about yeah. each other, but she's very close with her grandma. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yes. yeah, because like her dad is like, you're gonna be fine right here in the turnaround. No, face yes. the island. Face the, Moana, turn around and look at the island. <laughs> you're fine right See, here. look at all this. Yeah. This is the whole world. Stop looking at Ocean, just yes. <laughs> mountain. See the top of the mountain. You put your rock on this thing, and you'll raise the island higher. Yes. Yeah. And like he's just like over here, oh, Moana. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> and she's and like she's like I'm not. I wasn't gonna get on the boats. I was just looking yeah, at it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, pointing her back at the land. It's amazing. That's because. another aspect of the movie I, I thought was really interesting and a theme that was coming up where Moana is the inheritor of this most powerful title amongst her people. She doesn't want it. Really? She is rejecting this upper class, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. authority that she has because she sees the bondage that she would be in if she took on the chiefdomhood. Yeah, yeah. I would argue that it's not as hierarchical as all that. I, I, agree. I can see where you're going, though, but they really seem to have more of an egalitarian system. They do. With the chief acting more as like a head man who everybody respects and they trust their opinion. So they listen to them. Why don't, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about the anthropological concept of the head man? A head man is someone who basically kind of what I was describing. Um, they are a person who. Not the headsman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is 
has gained some kind of wisdom. Maybe they have some charisma to them. It's somebody that everyone else respects their opinion to some degree or another, and they have a lot of social ties amongst everyone. They they're someone who has a strong strong skills in creating like social cohesion. Yes. So everybody looks to this person to kind of lead them, but it's not totally an official role right. as somebody like a ruler per se, or like a, a king. Boo. Um, <laughs> it's somebody who <laughs> like, it could change or shift at any time. And um, when you're a headman, typically you don't like hoard wealth. Usually you're, you gain status like that by um and it is a status position but you do gain status like that by being the one who's the most generous and will show off by showing how much you have by giving it all away so you're saying that in some societies the person who is everyone's favorite is the one who is the most socialist of all yes Mm -hmm. it's true yes and you'll have like big feasts where you show off your wealth by giving all of your possessions away to everybody else yay based and it does like it does change and shift over time so it's kind of like p- different people will have a chance to be the headman at different points in mm. time. Well, mm-hmm. I mean Chief Tua is clearly the chief cuz he's drawn way bigger than all the other Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there is a hereditary there element is. in this movie. So it's a little different than the headman, but the way <laughs> But they're evoking some of that while also like being familiar to um let's say more hierarchical structures that audiences might be familiar with. Yeah, it's kind of emerging, for sure. That's right. But as Moana gets older in her song, she starts, like, kind of... You know how you age through song. That's right. Well, she she starts, like, setting aside all of her own personality (laughs) and sort of embracing what her parents are telling her she should be like. She's like, yeah, I'll be a good chief, sure. Yeah, This is what I want. The entire song of um, How Far I'll Go, you know, she talks about the voice inside her that is telling her, like, you should go sail a boat, dude. And then she's like, (laughs) dude, what is wrong with me? Why is there a voice inside me telling me to do this weird shit? It's on. It's another trans allegory. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's got this sort of feeling of like, oh, what's inside of me? What is? What's happening? I'm yeah. trying to be what society's telling me to be, but I don't really want that. It's yeah. about the struggle of being yourself in a a way that's different from the norm, mm-hmm. and the anxiety that that comes with. And I can understand how somebody might internalize that. I've gone through that in different ways, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. I mean, as somebody who totally left home, like far, far, you know, as far as I could go in the U S continentally from where my parents originally <laughs> were. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, also says this, it is a struggle for all the people of the islands when they think about leaving and they don't come back. Right. And like yeah. this, That was like his big contribution. Although how far, how far I'll go was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Although he's, Puerto Rican, so also an islander who yeah. left his island. Atlantic I think it's islander. A, right? It's they're very different islanders, let me tell you. Yes. That. Yeah. Um, but that I think that it is like a constant struggle and it really speaks to everybody. Yeah. You know? It can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's a lot of fear, I'm sure, that uh is tied up in leaving the place that you know the best to set out on adventure. But that's what Moana is driven to do. And she gets the opportunity. 
She goes out on a very big adventure, basically a hero's journey. And by that, I mean literally a hero's journey. Yeah. Including the separation and the mentor and everything with some interesting variations. Yeah, but before we get too far, I I wanted to stick with the whole idea about following your passions and being true to yourself. Mm. Um, Like through her journey, like you're saying, Jamie, she comes to realize that it's important to kind of be who you are and lean into that. And that makes you stronger as a person and it makes your community stronger too. And I really love this one line. Um, It really spoke to me. Um, It's part of the line anyway. Uh, Nothing in the world can silence your inner voice. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a great line. And I love that. Unless you let it. So it's kind of like trying to encourage you not to let that happen as far as you are able to control it. Yeah. And Moana kind of gets the best of both worlds, right? She gets to adventure out. She comes back. She takes on... A role of authority, oh, it seems absolutely. like, or she's going to. Yeah. But she's also getting to express herself. I like how on the pile of stones that her ancestors have put up, she's put a very colorful shell. Yeah, it's like yeah. probably a relative of a conch or just like a yeah. you know, yeah. platonic conch shell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were saying while watching it, like, that kind of could be seen as, first off, it's much more expressive, right? Gray stones. Versus this colorful conch shell. But also, it's not as permanent. It's not going to be there when the next stone gets put there, right? Possibly, because yeah. it couldn't hold up stones. So Moana's going to blaze her own trail, but possibly leave space for other people to take over the role that she's not that interested in. I yeah. mean, it's also got other symbolism along with it, too, because Moana and her parents and some of the people leave the island to keep going exploring, yeah. while some people stay behind. Mm-hmm. So it's a symbol that the current chiefs are are moving on to a new place. There's probably going to be new traditions, whoever stays on the island. So that mm. line is done. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a symbol that they still have a connection to the island. Part of the ocean is now on the island, but they're also out there somewhere else now. Right, no, I mean, y'all can't stock another thing on top of a conch shell. It's got, like, pointy spikes. Like, yeah. yeah. What are you going to put on that? Yeah. <laughs> no. It's Little so, rings or something. Wh- whoever's <laughs> left behind would have to... <laughs> yes. Yes. Whoever's left behind would have to start new traditions. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the other thing that you were saying, like, that... Um, it reminded me, like, Grandma Tala is her most supportive person. Definitely. She, is, yeah. like, she claims to be, like, the village crazy lady, but uh, is it really... And, I mean, like, this is stereotypically, like, crazy to follow your inner voice. Yeah. And, like, Grandma Tala's like, hey, we used to have these big canoes, but, you know, we stopped sailing them because Maui. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she... The other thing that strikes me, again, thinking about it, it's, like, Moana leaves... Her grandma dies. Her spirit comes out yeah. as a ray as yes. she goes through the waves. And that moment, you see Moana kind of being crushed, but so hopeful that her voyage yeah. is going to work, right? That That's like the main bit of that realization in her own personhood. Yeah. You know? That part... Oh, it got to me. I cried in that part. That was touching. <laughs> no, the yeah. first time I saw this movie, there was a lot of crying. Every yeah. time, like I, I always cry when Tefiti comes back. But, like when she, yeah. uh, yes. when she holds up the heart, and Tefiti's like, "Holy fuck, that's mine!" Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? And she looks at her like, "I can't believe you found it." Oh shit! Like that yeah. gets me yes, every right. single time. And she stops fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's immediately, right. she's just like, 
She really wants it. Yeah. When the water's part, she's like yeah. fervently going for it. And, and she when cools she, her shell. Yeah, yeah, and when she sees that Moana isn't fighting her, is trying to give it back, they have a moment where they understand each other, and that's when Moana talks to her about how your wounds don't define you. And it, she recognizes a, a woman that's been harmed by the patriarchy, and um, as Tika. Tafiti is lashing out in pain mm-hmm. at everything around her. That's like the scene on the boat with the grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, as... yeah. No, because Grandma Tala comes in is like, you know, this, you are who you are inside. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And there's even the line about how, like, the journey may leave a scar, but the wounds yes. can heal and reveal right. just that's who right. you are. Right. That's right. And uh, there's the whole segment. After hearing that, Moana sort of interprets why she is suffering and made the mistakes that she has. And then she's realizing like, oh, not just the mistakes, but like all the choices she's made. And then she realizes that like there, I really like the part where she's like, the call isn't out there. It's inside of me. Yeah. I thought that I always love that. And that's Mm -hmm. the part where she realizes that she's not in a supportive role in this narrative. She's actually the hero. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because the actual the patriarchy here is represented by Maui. <laughs> yeah, in so many ways, Maui time. But he makes yeah. it look so good. I mean, <laughs> that's how the patriarchy gets you, man. Exactly. <laughs> now, see, this movie has another element that I love to see in movies that we rarely get. It has an antagonist, you think, but at the end of the movie, it's not about defeating Taka. It's about showing who Taka really was, and they don't have to strike down the evil entity like in every other fantasy movie or so many other fantasy movies they get to bring out tafiti from this trauma and help her heal yeah and the way that maui knows how to do that is by fighting and hurting her more Mm -hmm. right and that's the only thing he knows cutting off her hands yes it's super creepy to me he likes taking her body apart yeah (laughs) historically yeah He's uh He already stole her heart. Cutting yes. off her ability to like have autonomy, basically. Yeah. And what Moana She just wanted to kill Moana. Moana's yeah. way of I'll say combating or like facing this threat, I'll say, is by healing it and right. having compassion for this being. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, it's defeated. Yes. And Moana wins through like nonviolence. Pretty much throughout the whole movie. I mean, um, the scene with Tomatoa is a little bit more. uh, There's a little bit more direct conflict. Him, yeah, you know, like that's actually like that was like the part where I always laugh the hardest. Like I love that song, Shiny. Oh, Shiny's great, fabulous, Jemaine Clement. So yeah, that song it's um, inspired, and that's he wrote that song, right? Of course, it's not. It had big Concords energy, absolutely. So it's Concords. It's David Bowie. It's a little bit of all that. Yeah. And he wrote it. He sings it. It is so, so good. And his whole thing Shiny. like, you can't run away yes. from me. Oh, yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> and, <laughs> and the whole like, oh, she's wrapped it in bioluminescent algae. Like, yeah. yeah. So good. 
And, you know, Moana absolutely saves the day because Maui is just like, oh, fuck, I can't transform. My hook's all busted. And that was the thing he was relying on, immediately being able to know his magic again, which apparently didn't work out for him. You know, and that... Well, when you don't use your magic for a while, you kind of, yeah, it takes a while to get back into it. Yeah, Turns out a thousand years of sulking after a defeat will kind of mess up your confidence. Yeah. Yeah. But Tomatoa is another entity that Maui attacked and disfigured cut a leg yes, off of that's right and the best way to defeat him isn't by kicking his ass it's by tricking him in that case it's with tafiti it's by restoring what maui has taken from her maui did a lot of bad shit that's if anything right. maui's kind of the villain here and even yeah. he gets redemption i think at the end of the film yeah so yeah uh maui is a big uh like exploiter extorter right he yes mm-hmm. he takes and he gives to humanity and doesn't really care what he burns in the process right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he also he like we said he's the voice of the patriarchy he calls moana like little girly all yep. the time and princess yeah. and the mortal yeah exactly <laughs> he's a mortal. the worst thing you can be like <laughs> when he's climbing up the mountain to go into the realm of monsters he's like it's not a place for a little girly yeah right? it's like Why'd they send you a princess who doesn't know how to do anything? Yeah, you right? stay on the boat with the other chicken. And yeah. yeah. At it. His tattoo is like, you dick. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> well, his what? tattoos are more woke than he is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love the way that he's trying to explain that joke to the tattoo. Like, I know she's a human and not a chicken, <laughs> but that's like the whole reason it's funny. Is <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that was great. But uh, And the tattoo gave Moana another point. Because she actually went through. That's right. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The tattoos know what the fuck's going on. I was yeah. thinking before I'd like to talk about the tattoo. Me too. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to touch on Maui is culturally from at least a thousand years ago. Sure. Right. He's he like if you met someone from a thousand years ago, they would be saying some really cursed shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. actually a very good point. Yeah. Super He's cringe. Definitely <laughs> deeper into the like you know. Let me sign your or because I'm Maui. Page yeah, exactly. Movement. He comes around in the end. So pretty <laughs> quickly. Somewhat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the other somewhat, moment somewhat. is like, you know, the moment Moana like makes a mistake. He doesn't be like, oh, listen, I know you made a mistake. It's OK. He's like, no, the ocean chose wrong. Fuck you. I'm leaving. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's such a dick move. A lot of anxiety. You know what? A lot for Moana. For Maui's wrapped up in that old hook of his. Yes. Yeah. A big uh, that looks just like big a phallic, phallic symbol, symbol, right? Big old yeah. curve that like, swings back around. Mm-hmm. With the big barb at the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like a penis, right? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ducks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah true. <laughs> ducks. That's a swords and satire. Thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so before we move on, let's talk a little bit about tattoos. As a heavily inked person myself. Yeah. And as uh, same are Mickey and Chelsea, uh, Jack to be determined for the future. Bula Rasa for now. Yeah. Mm. Yes, that's right. I love how this movie encourages a lot of tattoo positivity for a younger audience and doesn't have, you know, any stigma associated with it. It's just everybody you meet is tattooed pretty much. Yep. Mm-hmm. Grandma's got her sweet. Uh, no, Grandma has the Ray tattoo, yeah. which I on love on her back. Yeah. She's like, I'm gonna come back as a Ray unless my tattoo's wrong. Uh, Moana's mom has some very cool wrist 
Um, you can't. I couldn't quite tell what they were, but they're very yeah. Uh, they were just like dot and line. pretty interested designs. But she had constellations on her hands. Yeah, that's, that's right, really constellations. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, all the tattoos in the Samoan and Polynesian world have a lot of deep meaning. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're originally the original tattoos are done with fish teeth on sticks, and they tap them in with another stick. Um, that I can't remember what the ink is made of, but I read a whole like uh, nice. Vice had a big book on you know in, like the ancient art of tattooing i really uh, want to get a, my favorite yeah i really <laughs> want to get a traditional tattoo someday with the tap oh boy. yeah i love i love the scene at the yeah. beginning yeah the oh pump. yes the i love the scene like, with the guy who's getting the little help, one help. <laughs> is it almost done and moana's like yeah and it's like it's a tiny piece of his back and he's getting a whole like back piece yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes but i love that this movie is going to influence a generation to not have the tattoo stigma, hopefully, because, you know, Maui's covered and his tattoos are fun and like part of the mythology and everything. And he says, you know, my tattoos, I earn them and then they just show up. So it's not even like a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought that was great. Yeah. And I know that tattoos are a big part of Polynesian culture. I know a lot about uh, Samoan tattooing because I've always been a fan of The Rock and I've listened to his interviews about his traditional tattoos and everything and, and how they are, you know, signs of coming of age and mm -hmm. you earn them through great deeds. Yeah. And I think that's super cool. Yeah. And they're memories, right? Like a lot of my tattoos are memories associated with things that I've experienced or things that I felt over the years. Me too. I identified with that method of tattooing a lot like the catalyst for getting the tattoo right yeah i uh i was like yeah i do that i if i have a big experience i get a tattoo of it yeah yeah <laughs> and like chelsea and i got married on halloween and every halloween now we get a halloween themed tattoo yeah <laughs> totally awesome and in the song you're welcome He's using his tattoos, Maui is, yes. as right. a way to storytell a lot of the big things that he's done. And a lot of them are him being a bully, right? Yes. He stole fire. It shows the god of the underworld being like, oh, fuck my life. <laughs> right? Fuck my afterlife. And then he's like, I lassoed the sun. And the sun has a face and is like trying to struggle against him yeah. and stuff. It's a lot of him like... Yeah, I mean, brutalizing God. Right, no, and he right? murders an eel, and he gets you. You know, he yes, makes coconuts. That's like, exactly what I How killed an eel. I buried its guts. But, I'm like, oh Jesus, no. Yeah. Interestingly <laughs> enough, though, one of his most central tattoos is his greatest trauma and that's tragedy. Right. That's right. He has yeah. central middle of his upper back, like one of the most prominent places to have a tattoo, especially if you know you like Maui. You never wear a shirt. It's him being thrown away by his parents. Yeah. Being it's discarded. True. And that's oh, like the beginning yeah. of this struggle he's gone through mm -hmm. where he really was trying to validate his life through all these quote unquote great deeds that were kind of shitty, but he felt justified in doing them because he had to prove himself over and over again in right. his own mind. Right. And in a way, he's actually paralleled with Taka mm -hmm. in that way because yeah. right. he's spreading pain and strife because that's what he experienced at an early age and his intentions are good but he's unknowingly hurting others or his actions are unexamined by himself like, right mm -hmm. he doesn't mm -hmm. realize the pain he's causing right because it comes from a place of trauma yeah exactly and to cause the same way like she's spreading this curse 
because she's just in pain and is confused and wants her heart back. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I can get from Maui's perspective, right? He's lived his life trying to trying his best, right? To dedicate his existence toward benefiting humanity, right? And he was just isolated on an island for a thousand years. That's what he says, right? So he's like, there's no way you don't like me, Moana. <laughs> right. I do everything for you. That's right? right. And I had just suffered way a lot on your behalf. There's no way you don't like me. And even though he, there's a lot to dislike, but from his perspective, he's like, that just doesn't make sense. And I get that. And there's a scene uh, after they fight the Kakamora, I'm pretty sure, or maybe it's right before. But uh, she's saying, like, after you stole the heart, you messed everything up. You're nobody's hero anymore, right? Maybe you were a hero, but not anymore. And then you just see his face fall. And it's an ego thing. Mm -hmm. But also from his perspective, he's done so much for humanity and suffered so much for them. After they hurt him first, kind of. So Certainly from his perspective. Yeah, exactly. So from his perspective, I'm imagining he heard he made one mistake that completely invalidated everything else right. he did. Must feel really bad. Yeah. But uh, he has a fragile ego. He also mm -hmm. the bad thing is invalidating every other good thing <laughs> because yeah. uh, everyone is dying as a result of it. It's so not good. He's caused an apocalypse. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yes, and Moana's strength doesn't come from having big muscles and being an immortal like Maui. It's she, she has, has big heart muscles. Yeah, she has inner strength and also strength through her relationships. Yeah, that's right. I love that. Like I love how she is able to accomplish her tasks with the help of her friends and nature. Because the ocean is helping her every step of the way. That's so cool. Even when it seems like it's withdrawing its help, it's still helping her by having her help herself. That's Ocean's right. helpful grasp. <laughs> yeah. And it seemed like uh, what she actually needed Maui for was he was probably the best sailor that was alive. And all yeah. she really needed was... How to learn how to sail. Right? She needed yeah. a Han Solo. She needed a uh, a wayfinder, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so his usefulness didn't really come from his combat capabilities or the hook. Right. It just came from him being able to teach her how to do her like skills well. Yeah, she wasn't looking for a warrior. She was just looking for a guide. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my favorite thing about him and the wayfinding thing was definitely the butt, the butt dart. That's oh my yeah. god! <laughs> like he's yes. been such a jerk, he won't teach. And the ocean's like, oh fuck that shit, yeah. you know. And then Moana's like, you can talk, you can teach. Yeah, yeah. And, that was amazing. I mean, like he does some goofy shit, like peeing in the water. Yeah, like, I love you're that. Not, you're not of course this guy you do. A high five. You yeah, know, you're looking for the fucking stars. Yeah, and like he's still kind of a jerk, but you know, eventually he clearly does a good job because Moana sails the shit out of that yep. canoe when she's got to go get past Tefiti and yeah. like, get to Tefiti and avoid Teka. You know? She goes from basically no sailing experience to yep. master sailor. And like, it seems like she's only gone for a couple days. So if that, it's a yeah. fast turnaround. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right, cool. Well, on that note, we should probably head into the smithy.
Welcome to the Smithy, where we each forge a rating for this movie after we share an epic moment or feature from the film. Mickey, as our guest and our resident Moana expert, do you want to tell us your epic moment or feature and then give us a rating from 1 to 10 magical shape-changing hooks? Mm. Um, Nice. As you may have guessed, my favorite thing about this is the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Um, All of the different composers that they had involved. And I mean, Disney definitely went out of their way to choose a native language speaking composer. Um, The band Tevaka, who everybody go check them out. They're really cool. And Opataya Foy and his partner. And, um, you know, Jemaine Clement, who is also, you know, part native at least, right? Like, I don't know enough about him, honestly, but he's so cool. Um, Manuel Miranda, also, they really wanted, like, a Broadway musical person. They wanted someone who knew what they were doing. And as you can see, he knows what he is doing. Yeah. Um, Hamilton and Canto, like, he's He's nailing it. And he's really, you know, and I mean, even The Heights, which... I've heard some of the songs from like he is absolutely a musical genius. I don't understand how that shit works. Yeah. So Same. Yeah. It's dramatic energy. It's really something. <laughs> it's all the times he was on the adventure zone or on uh, my brother, my brother and me. Oh, man. But I yeah, as, as a fellow, like I do also love Hamilton. It's really beautiful. Um, you know, like stunning. They even based history off of it. I knew. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Who knew? But yeah, like, and so yeah, my my epic feature of this movie is the soundtrack and all the detail and beauty that went into it. Very nice, yay! Um, So yeah, super love, super love Moana. I mean, I'd only ding it on like you know the fact that the patriarchy kind of (laughs) sucks. Patriarchy exists, so this movie gets zero out of (laughs) ten. Nine hooks that are rebuilt and one stub. Yeah, the know? cracked one. Oh, yeah, the stub of the cracked one. Yeah. yeah. Moana didn't fix the patriarchy. I mean, she tried so hard. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if Fern Gully couldn't fix the environment, then. No. Yeah. <laughs> they made pollution too sexy. <laughs> they did. <laughs> oh, no. That means that this movie is going to make patriarchy too cool. It's The Rock. Oh, no. Oh, he comes around. True. So, to a degree. Yeah. All right, very nice. Jack, do you want to tell us your epic moment or feature and then give us a rating from 1 to 10 magical shape-changing hooks? Yeah, why don't I give you an epic moment and or feature and uh, rating out of fish hooks? All right. Uh, I think it's got to be, I really like the song, I Am Moana, right? The one, the Ancestors song. Oh, a yeah. A lot of, lot of nods to the music. It's it starts off with her giving the heart of Tafiti back to the ocean and saying to choose somebody else, which I think is so cool. And the ocean does it. Yeah, it's not like keeping her prisoner or anything. It's like, oh, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Right. <laughs> and so it takes it away. And she feels like totally lost and like she messed up. Almost immediately regrets it. Yeah, exactly. But then the grandma's like, hey, I already told you all this shit. Remember? Don't forget what I taught you. It was just so good. And I really like the sentiment of like, you have always been like who you are, right? And 
basically society's expectation on you has tricked you into thinking you're something else. Yeah. Which is so ironic, right? Because you are always yourself. And the idea that enough external voices can make you think you should be some other kind of person. Like you should not be who you are. (laughs) Even though people often tell you the other sentiment. It's really confusing. Yeah. And in that moment, she's like, this is who I am. And she embraces it. And she goes back and gets the heart. I just love it. Such an empowering scene when she's like, I am Moana, right? It's hype. I'm like, oh, shit. Don't get his copyright taken down. Right. (laughs) I, uh, I, it's uh, inspiring. inspiring Yeah, it's a really cool moment. And, uh, you know, great trans allegory. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, as all things should be. (laughs) (laughs) As all things are. That's right. And just the grandma's sentiment of uh, our wounds help to show us who we are is a great thing. It, Yeah, I think that is just a very epic scene. Very epic. Scene, it's epic. What a scene. <laughs> wow, scene. Yeah. Rating, that's yeah. the other thing, the rating. The next part, that's the part. If I was, whoops. Oh, Jamie, you ruined, start over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we have two hours <laughs> so like i was saying what an epic scene <laughs> if i was gonna rate this movie and you uh, are and i am right now i'd probably give it a uh i i'd probably give it a nine out of ten nice. fish hooks yes. i'm seeing a trend that's right part of it is the patriarchy and there are some parts that i think are just kind of slow like the beginning, they are they're setting up the culture a lot, which is cool, and then her finding out her backstory, and I like it all. But uh, I know she's gonna go on a journey, so I I keep waiting <laughs> with anticipation. Yeah, might say more about you than her. It's true. It <laughs> might be my. It's just my own hangup. It's subjective. The movie's like edging you. <laughs> it's <Yeah. awful. laughs> like any good movie should. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh wow. So there it is. <laughs> Thanks, Disney. <laughs> Edgy, as long as you. Edge Lord. That's not what that means. <laughs> I'm changing the meaning now. <laughs> it's cool. You're with the linguist. It, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. I'm validated. <laughs> as long as the movie made you come in the end. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Disney is good with their endings, so it's good. You got a happy ending out of the film? That's right. Okay, that's, nice. that's nice. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Mm. Not really. Or not really. Mm. Wow. There I love it. All right, Chelsea, do you want to tell us your favorite song from the movie? <laughs> or an, another type of epic moment or feature, and then a rating from 1 to 10 magical shape-changing fish hooks? I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been going around... I'm having trouble picking one moment. It's understandable. Because I really like the moment when the grandma dies. (laughs) Wait, can you take that again? (laughs) Given that, like, your grandma fucking died. That's okay. Really, really funny. Can we rewind that scene? (laughs) God damn it. Reminds me so much of riff tracks when Dobby gets killed and they just start cheering loudly. <laughs> yes! yes! Finally! Because it's really sad but also heartwarming. Like at first, 
Maybe I'm just dumb. I was like confused <laughs> when the lights went out. I was like, are they going to bed? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You're probably just tired. And then I've been delirious for a few days. Yeah. Um, then it's like the light comes at her. I was like, is the ocean telling her, giving her a sign? And then when it was the um, stingray, I finally got it. Yay! <laughs> and then I was like, oh, God! I started crying. Yay! Um, but then I also liked it because it's like her grandmother's spirit is taking on this cool form. It's sweet. And she's already like so in tune with nature and the spirit world that she's already like evolved and ascended almost. Yes. Yeah, to you being see her like, at the end of the movie again, too. Yeah. yeah. It's so she's cool. already like her ancestral helping spirit. She's already so such an evolved being. And I was like, this is hype. Yeah. She has the line, like, there's nowhere you can go that I won't be with you, mm-hmm. right? Yep. No, so that's I, a haunting thing to think about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's nice. <laughs> it's so sweet. Yeah. It is. It's lovely. She's inside. And Moana repeats that later that I'll carry you with me, you know? Yeah. And I guess it's just just turning wanna, into my epic moment. I just <laughs> yeah. want my grandma going everywhere I go. Oh, well. We can't grandma, all have Grandma Tala, okay? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, grandma Tala is great. And I just want to give a shout out to one of my helping spirits, who's also a grandma from a previous life. Yeah. Who was a shaman. And I wasn't ready to be like a Moana then, but I am now. So now we're working together. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that was my epic moment. Leaned into that one eventually. Nice. Um, And I also am going to give this movie nine out of ten magical fish hooks. Yeah, there's a lot of problematic aspects but i feel like they examine them through moana and maui's relationship and it's not just left there at face value like they actually kind of problematize the way he acts yeah and like he has to go through his own redemption arc yeah and when he comes back and is like okay sorry you know, that's important. Yeah. And I think they really do try to resolve a lot of the problematicity. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And when he apologizes, it actually heals both of them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a neat lesson I can think about later. Uh, but it's also about forgiveness because Tafiti kind of looks at him sideways for a second and then she smiles and, like, she forgives him. Aww. That's definitely one of yeah. the best moments <clears throat> where... Yeah. He, where he gives, like, a really shitty apology excuse sort of thing. Yeah. And she's just giving him, like, the most, like, sassy, like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does a better job apologizing. He eventually is like, I have no excuse. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Yeah. But just her face of, like, you gotta be kidding oh, me yeah. is it's just so one good. of the funniest yeah. moments. I, and I think Moana, like, looks at him a similar way or nudges him or something. And that's yeah. when he's like, okay, no, I really don't. Yeah. Well, he's still, like, gotta put on that bravado. But then uh, he he becomes humbled, and that's when he truly learns something. Yeah. That's a good epic moment, too. Yeah. Mm. Shit. I but did, no too. song. <laughs> you didn't pick a song. There's, uh, it's all a song. The whole thing's yeah. a song. You're not. Um, yeah. So, nine out of ten. What about you, Jamie? What's your epic song or feature? <laughs> and your rating out of one to ten magical fish hooks. Yes. Please tell us, Jamie. Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm going to say we've talked about my favorite feature, my epic feature of this movie a great deal throughout this movie. 
And you all know what it is. It's Maui. Come on. Maui's great. I really, I I have in my notes right here, Maui is basically just The Rock. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And like, that's what, it's why the casting is perfect. It's why, I mean, I don't know if the character was made to be The Rock or if they changed the character or if The Rock's whole personality is because he is actually the spirit of Maui brought yeah. to life. It's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. Anything that was in particular like, okay, Dwayne Johnson, this and that. No, Who? I think that, yeah, right? <laughs> I love it. No, the, the rock actually like, because this movie is so very Polynesian, it really is just him. Yeah. Like it really is who he is. Right. I just, I, I've been a fan of his ever since uh, his big heel turn uh, back in the day. Big wrestling fan, of course. And he's so good as a heel. He's just so good as a heel. It's so true. He just like the I'm the best, just the arrogant, like you love to hate him type of thing. He's always been so funny. I mean, you know, I'm a huge wrestling fan. And just the amount of improv he did with some of my other favorites, like Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mick Foley, the ability for them (laughs) to <laughs> work off of each other. It works so good in films too, right? And with animation, I'm sure it's a whole other thing that's probably harder to improv, although not impossible, as we know, like Robin Williams recording 18 hours of dialogue for uh, Fern Gully. But, oh, I know. And for Genie too. Yeah, and for Genie right. too, yeah. So it just he makes this role so good. I mean, I was joking when we watched the movie... Um, you're welcome, finished. And I was like, okay, the movie's over, right? Like, <laughs> I've been waiting for this. No, I loved it after that too. But it was just, it was so awesome to see him getting to be a different type of character. A lot of times, as an actor, Dwayne Johnson plays roles that are more stoic or like kind of quiet, tough guy type of thing. And we're going to watch the second Jumanji with him in it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Not Jumanji 2, but the remake. Yeah, yeah. the remake of Jumanji. Yeah. But this is a movie where he gets to be his old wrestling persona, pretty much. And I just fucking loved it. Also, I'm remembering a time in wrestling when uh, he was uh, cutting a promo on The Undertaker and talked about The Undertaker's Mickey Mouse tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) So that just stuck out in my head right now. But yeah, I mean, he's great. Maui is a hilarious character. I totally understand his motivation and his confusion and how... When you are brought up with limiting masculinity and a particular view of how you're supposed to be the hero of the world. Right. As most young males are taught as kids. And then, like, when reality sets in, it can be a big shock. And you can realize that maybe things that you thought you were doing that were positive or that were beneficial were kind of shitty. And he goes through that whole arc in a pretty quick amount of time over a couple of days. So really commendable that by the end of the movie, he is apologizing for the hurt that he has caused people and doing it sincerely. Yeah. I which think is so. great. So I just expect, uh, of course, as soon as the sequel comes out, all of this is going to get turned back and uh, <laughs> all the progress for all the characters will be gone. No, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. cynical. I'm just cynical now, but yeah, Maui was great. Totally loved. And Beyond that, just the whole movie is fantastic. The animation is next level. The characters are great. Moana as a character is absolutely inspiring. And I loved her. And I loved Hey Hey and Pua yeah. and Moana's grandma and father. I wish her mom had some personality. But 
I guess that's a limitation of the film. I liked what you said about The Rock being like a continuation of the spirit of Maui. Yeah. Because in my mind, in the myth, he's supposed to look disfigured. And the only way that would translate <laughs> to The Rock would be how unhumanly muscular he is. <laughs> how, how could anyone love this inhuman form? It's so bumpy and weird. My God. <laughs> how could anyone love these pure gains? <laughs> so I'm going to, I think, mirror you guys and say this is a 9 out of 10 movie. There is so much right with it. I agree with Jack. There's some slower scenes. There's some moments where I feel like they kind of go back and forth with the character arcs because so much of it is Maui and Moana on the boat together. They probably could have shaved 15 minutes off and it would have not suffered too much. But this is what we got and it was super enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Nine out of ten magical shape changers fish hooks nice woohoo and this is why i let my kids watch that movie anytime they want yeah. if they ask me for moana i'm like yeah sure you got it you can Yay. do so much worse oh hell yeah. yeah i mean there's no romantic relationship to be all like what the fuck about i yeah. didn't even remember to mention that that's yes. a great that so point cool. i know yeah my, what about between thing. what about between maui and himself so right <laughs> that one is an interesting one for sherzies yep mm-hmm all right, cool. Well, I just wanted to make sure we got that one at the least in there. In Hell the yeah. Cave. Yes. yes. Exactly. He yeah. carved the statue the himself. Yeah. Like, what? Narcissistic? Wow. Yeah. I also love how he was marking time in the shape of his hook. Yes. Because <laughs> he, he missed his damn hook. Yeah. yeah. If he had it, he could have got off the fucking island. But no. And he's like, there's one thing that Maui doesn't do, and that's float. Float, yeah. And I was just like, oh, yeah, with that much muscle, you fucking can't float. No, he would sink to the bottom yep. like a rock. Mm. Whoa. I see what you did there. And on that note, we're going to say goodbye here from Swords and Satire. But if you enjoyed the show... You can always learn more about us and keep up with us by following us on social media at Swords and Satire on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to find out even more about us, you can go to our freaking website, people. Swordsandsatire.com. Whoa. Yeah. Not .org or anything else that exists. <laughs> .co.biz. <laughs> <laughs> dot .ca for some reason. <laughs> and something cool you'll see on there besides some of our latest and greatest episodes and more about each of us hosts is how we're sponsored. And that's by our patrons like Mickey here. And uh, if you want to become a patron, you have some extra bucks to throw your favorite fantasy movie podcasters. You could go to patreon.com slash swords and satire. That's plural swords there. <laughs> um, There's at least three swords. Right. <laughs> at least four swords today. Not the Legend of Zelda game. Five swords would be awkward. Mm, um, well, I, I that would be Edward Swords. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, I dual wield sometimes. Yeah. Four is a real general grievous sort of situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you can become a patron, support the show, and get some cool perks like we mentioned earlier in the episode. That's right. But if you don't have a few extra coconuts to give to your <laughs> yes. favorite uh, podcasters, another great way to support the show is to just go out into the open ocean and pray. <laughs> and leave a review. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the ocean. And once you find another landmass populated with people... 
tell them about right. swords and satire. They can or, listen. Or if that's too much, just tell your friends and family at home. And you know, yeah. the best way you can support us is to spread the word and tell them to go visit our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. And now you have a lot of options. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mickey, thank you so much for being with us. It is always an absolute fucking blast to oh, have man. you. Yeah. Seriously, this has been a delight. Yes. <laughs> thank you for always picking the best movies. Yeah. I do my best. My kids really helped with this one because they watched it so fucking much. I'm yeah. sure they'll enjoy this episode too. Oh, when dude. you let them listen to it in a hundred <laughs> <Yes>. years. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're used to hearing me say the F word, so... Nice. Plus, they need to learn about the patriarchy sometime. Why not now? And the death of a demigod, Mm. Maui. Oh, God. He came back. Yeah, that's right. That's at the very (laughs) beginning of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) I can probably skip those 30 seconds. And uh, eventually, when we do on Kanto, maybe you'll want to be on that episode. And Kanto, because... Wow, you don't even want to know how many times you've heard that soundtrack. <laughs> no. A haunting number of radio. times. No, but I love that movie too. Yeah. Right. Uh, we were talking about it last night. Yeah, I'm actually bit. just reading the screenplay now. So oh, wow. I have a lot, a lot of thoughts. Well, it is the movie nice. that Disney recommended after we finished Moana. It is. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, is Disney sponsoring you guys? Uh, they should be. Well, for all the times we've done Disney movies, oh but God. then again, for all the bad things we've said about Disney. <laughs> that can get awkward fast. Yeah, we'll see. Mm. But anyways, until next time, Hail Crom! Oh my god, unbelievable.